0: Is the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the
1: true martial artist.
2: It's a big week for the podcast.
0: How so? Number one. But we didn't introduce ourselves.
2: We bro, we'll get to that.
0: Let's the, get to the We're end- listening to Marco Perazzo speaking right now. <laughs> well, no. Tim Carpenter speaking right now. Marco Perazzo was speaking a moment ago. Alright, are we don't, speaking right now? Are we,
2: are we done with all the bureaucracy? Yeah, yeah. Alright. I love that Hickson quote, by the way. When when he fought Yoji Anjo, and he, they asked if they needed to sign the waiver, and he goes, let's forget the bureaucracy. Let's just fight. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of fights and bureaucracy, we almost had the challenge match between Devin <laughs> and Gilly. Dude. Almost. he Devin uh, catches up with me on Monday. He says, yo, can you, can you be at the school at 11? I was like, I had some things going on, but why, what's up? He goes... I think the challenge match is going to happen. He wants to come in. I go, I will rearrange my schedule to make this, <laughs> to make this happen. <laughs> so, uh, is backed dis- out? What, uh, unfortunately, we, I, I'm going to have to declare us winners in the beef, excluding you. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, De- I'm a Gilly. Yeah, you lost. You, you lost <laughs> so in the beef because he, he backed out. De- Dev texted him and said, Yo, school's ready. We'll be there at 11. And what happened? What happened, Dev?
1: He said, "Oh, I thought you meant the boxing gym." And then I put up an emoji, the emoji of the dude like walking out the room, and he just puts <laughs> all laugh out louds. And he's, he's answered with nothing but laugh, like laugh out louds the whole time. Yeah, he's not.
2: So we won. He's he's um, he caved. He Forfeit. wants, he wants to trick
1: me to go in the boxing gym so he could punch my head off because that's what he does. <laughs>
2: uh, I've seen him
1: box. Can he, can he I don't box? think he could punch his head, your head. off. I mean, not punch my head <laughs> off, but he could box better than me. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: The, see now, he might be able to box better than you, but I don't know if he could fight better than you. That's different, right? Yeah, yeah, too yeah. I, I and, he, and even if you guys were boxing, your fight ability might carry you a decent amount into it. I'm
1: sure. I don't he know. Tra- why. He
0: trained with the Gracies, <laughs> 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 and you,
1: he's, he's only trained
0: with a bootleg. <laughs> wow,
2: bootleg man! <laughs> a Bootleg for all those new listeners out there. I am bootleg Boot. jiu instructor.
0: We might have to change the name of the podcast to Bootleg Karate Instructors.
2: <laughs> I know, right? Man, we got a lot of ideas floating around today. None of them were written down up until five minutes ago. But it's what, it's what we do here at, N- at Ninja Rob. But, um, so, Gilly, he threw up the white flag. We're moving on. Maybe we'll, we'll beef with Cassidy or Meek Mill or somebody. We're going to move up to the Philly Rapper
0: other, Food Chain. There are there any other rappers that train martial arts? Uh, it's Khalifa.
2: Wiz Khalifa does Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. The guys from Dilated Peoples did the jitsu yeah, 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 yeah. They actually, you hear them mention the Gracies and Pride mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Uh,
1: I don't know if any. The... Wiz look like he's really going hard at it though. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's not. It's like been he's rapping li- in, yeah. he hasn't rapped in like a couple of years. Oh, he's, oh, been he's just nothing training? but fighting. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: like, I, I mean, I wonder what his bank account must feel. Muay Thai is not that
1: doesn't pay very much. No. <laughs> he's, he's just got a, he's already got a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: I wonder how much he has to pay Amber
2: though.
1: Hmm. Yeah, see,
0: you know Amber Rose? I actually used to work with her. Really? She worked at Glam. Oh, she would yeah. she would promote uh before she was um before she was a stripper, she would promote like these lesbian parties. Okay. And I it was on like Tuesday nights I think and I would work Tuesday nights. Um and at the time she said she was a lesbian. Right. Um
1: yeah, she had used to have a girlfriend. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she used Wood. to
0: come in there when she was like. Well, she's from South Philly originally. Yeah, she would, yeah, she sure. was in glam all the time back in the day. Okay. Um. Yeah, used to work with her.
2: Nice. We're getting we're covering all kinds of subjects today. This is great. Wiz Khalifa, Amber <laughs> me Rose. And me and Amber Rose
0: go way back. Yeah. I don't think were, her name was Amber Rose back then though.
2: I don't know. I don't know what you know. She's she's uh she's part Cape Verdean.
0: Yeah, I remember her telling me that. Yeah, uh, and I had no idea what Cape Verde. So it's was. an
2: island off the coast of Africa, mm-hmm. and there are known for the beauty of their women that's yeah. one of their one of their things yeah
0: much like I south have, philly <laughs> much like south philly
2: right? don't ask me how i know all this so uh anyway this podcast outside of the beginning 10 minutes uh is going to be somewhat dedicated to the beginner and the the guy or gal or however you identify uh you get more of those at your school than i do at mine the alphabet people the alphabet people as chappelle would like to call them uh we're going to talk about some things on how we run our school and how uh, you as a beginner or a white belt or as somebody looking to get involved in the martial arts, what you could kind of expect, look forward to understand the questions you should ask, maybe some of the questions you shouldn't, right? Why things are done a certain way, uh, so, so forth and so on. So uh, that's interesting, what, what questions shouldn't someone ask? You know that's a, that so what question shouldn't someone ask, right? So I had a kid ask me how many fighters do you have here right <laughs> you, you know, yeah. and I didn't answer him. I just responded back, "Well, how many fights do you have right And he goes zero, I said, "Well, I have the same amount of fighters, so we're 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 equal in it just kind of you know there are some questions where like if you ask somebody their lineage, if you understand what that is, maybe that's an important question i right. I had a guy recently walk through the school inspect every room that i had looked into the linen closet looked where i keep cleaning products it was all very odd so and it was off-putting and i didn't i didn't reach back out to the guy to have him come back in really yeah it was just weird that that? no he was just and he's he talked to me the whole time with his mouthpiece in
0: which is that's annoying that's so as a beginner one thing you should do and just as just general etiquette is if you have something in your mouth and you're going to talk to somebody, <laughs> you should take it out of your mouth. And the I think, general rule you know, of thumb. The problem is like when you're training, people have it in for a while and they forget that it's in and they just I had a
2: 20-minute conversation by Devin my desk. Devin was doing it last
0: week. Yeah. He what had a mouthpiece in. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but a 20-minute conversation. Yeah, but Devin has a low-profile mouthpiece and mm-hmm. This guy had like a shock doctor that... It was, you know, it was it was pretty off putting. It's
0: not just hard to understand what they're saying. It's just like people will drool and spit yeah. when they have a mouthpiece in. My mouthpiece
1: looks like it's it's the same thing as like Invisalign. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah clear. It's not clear. It wasn't <laughs> no. bad. Yeah,
0: but so and we were
2: playing uh, kind of chicken with it, where I wasn't going to ask him to take it out, and he, I guess, he was waiting for me <laughs> to ask him to take. And neither, neither of us broke. So, yeah, it's all, all very odd. So Tim, somebody contacts you like what's the normal way for a student a prospective student that we'll just go under the idea that they haven't really trained before in an organized school like how yeah, are most people contact i
0: almost you? always ask people um when i first talk to them is have you ever trained before because right. that could that can change the way that they i introduce them to the school so if somebody's trained for three years um i don't put them one-on-one with one of the coaches i'll usually um have him just jump into class okay you know? like if a guy's a blue belt from another school i'm not gonna like be like all right uh one of these guys is going to show you how to escape the mount right like he probably already knows it right right, right. Um, but so a brand new person that hasn't trained before well
2: and um, that would be probably 85 90% 90 90 percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: most people haven't trained before when they come in um i i'll send him a text say hey do you want to come check out the gym this is paraphrasing this isn't the exact but, right I'll right, right. say you want to come check out the gym and try some classes um, then we set up a time and I tell him, I was like, when you come in, you're going to have, uh, you're going to be working, you'll be in the class, but you'll be mostly working one-on-one with a coach. And then after that, he'll go over. He'll go.
2: <laughs> I'm sore rest here. <laughs>
0: yeah. After that, he'll go over, you know, the schedule prices and he'll figure out which program works best for you. Um, and then during the class, uh, they basically go over just some basic, if it's jujitsu, it's just basic, like the classic Mount Escape. An armbar, rear naked choke. And this is uh, in the
2: class. They're going over that.
0: They're they're in the class, off to the side, working one on one. Gotcha. With the okay, so
2: it's, so it's a it's a separate lesson to what's being taught right. to the group. But they
0: also, when I teach, they stop and get to watch me teach everybody else. Okay. And get it get sort of get a feel for what the class is run like, and then also how I teach. Um, and they see like, oh, these guys are learning like this cool, weird Whatever it stuff happens to be, yeah. And then, but then they go and they learn like the basics. So it's like it gives them something to sort of look forward to. Um, so, you, you'll invite a beginner
2: to class at a beginner time? Hmm. So, what time is your beginner class, say, on a Tuesday?
0: Tuesday is a mixed level class.
2: Okay. So, when's your beginner classes?
0: Uh, Mondays and Wednesdays, Mondays six o'clock. So, okay. I usually don't, I like when somebody comes to check out the gym, if possible, I like them to come in when I'm there. Okay. Because so, I have two gyms. So, I'm at, I'm at one gym three days a week and the other gym three days a week. So, I always try to um, get them in there when I'm there. Okay. So, I can meet them. Um, I just like to introduce myself, right, I, sure. but I also have them, uh, the coach will tell me like, uh, this is a mixed level class. Your classes are going to be Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Those are the classes you want to come to gotcha. Those are beginner classes. Um, and then he'll sit down, figure out a program. If he signs up, he gets his gi. Um, and then he kind of picks his days that he wants to train. And I, I will allow beginners to come into the mixed level class because okay. I pretty much always have assistants there that will, if the person's pure beginner, they'll work with the um, assistant instructor on the basics. Okay. Um, and then after a couple of weeks, they'll usually able to get in with the with the mixed level class. But the basics class are just basics. So it's, they follow the curriculum. Um, and I base my mixed level classes off of the theme of the curriculum. So if it's guard passes, we're working guard passes. If it's sweeps, we're working sweeps. It's just a little bit more advanced than the mixed level class. Okay. Um, and Muay Thai is similar. They work one-on-one with a coach during the class. They get the, they get a feel for what it's like to be in the class. They do the warm-up. They do everything, but they do just basic punches, kickers. kicks, kicks. <laughs> that's how Man, you say it. I, I, that's, I, no, no. That's how you say it in Thailand. Oh, because yeah, I was going to let that Thailand.
2: slide, but over here, <laughs> pre- preparation H over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: how, that's what they call kicks in Thailand. Because, um, it's a little-known fact. Um, so they just work the basics they basically do it on the bag and then maybe they'll hit some pads with the with the coach same same basic deal
2: okay and most people are when you said they're contacting you via your website or calling i would say
0: most of the time i get everything so i get facebook most of it comes through on the website but i'll get facebook messages um i'll get phone calls i get people just drop in sometimes okay i got a couple people drop in this week and i don't I don't prefer drop-ins. I know. We had talked about that in the past. They yeah. usually drop in while I'm teaching class right, or while something's going on. So I can't really get a chance to talk to them. So I usually just uh, – I get their information. I will schedule them like right there for like, you know, you come back tomorrow and try class. It's always the best, right? Um, so And every once in a while, a person's like, yeah, I'll do it right now. Like I'll jump in. That's, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. that's optimal. Um. So, uh, yeah, if they message me, if they, if they come in on the website, they usually get a text message. If they call – I talk to them or call them back. Do you
2: email them or just text message them?
0: I text them twice. I text them if they don't respond back. I text them again. If okay. they don't respond to that, I send an email. So, and if they don't respond to that, then I you have follow ups or no? I don't. I don't invest too much time in any one person. Like if they if they want to do it, they should be right. re, They should be responding. Well, right. I, no, I don't but, want to chase people down. But
2: you know, like some some people. So if you. you there's automated systems where you can yeah, have yeah, yeah. kind of like aut- I have
0: that set up on uh, like if you message me on Facebook, it's sort of like a uh,
1: interaction back and forth
0: right. that'll get them in contact with me personally. Nice, um, but uh, I don't have it set up like automatic. Right.
1: They're for- like Crunch Fitness keeps on yeah hitting me over and over and right, over. Right, the right. Edge. Right, right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Please leave me alone. Well,
2: so what's their their whole theory is they sell till you either buy or die, right? Yeah. Like you dying yeah,
0: that's is that's like the like I've I've learned some of that stuff through going through like taking business courses and reading books like buy or die right. talk to them until they buy or die but I'm just I'm somewhat lazy and I want somewhat well in certain areas <laughs> but I also um I don't want to like I don't want people there that aren't excited to be there kind of you know yeah, what I mean no, I'd I, much rather have someone that's just like i want to do this than me having to chase them down and then because then those people if they're hard to get in a lot of times it's hard to keep them staying right i
2: I agree so i think that 90 percent of the successful people at most of our schools are going to be people that were very um easy to contact within the first couple tries right they were looking forward to hearing from us and wanted to get that response and you know like that not they're not out there kicking tires
0: right i also go through phases like sometimes i'm like on top of it like i am I'll follow. I will follow up more with some people, I, every once in a while, I'll go back through a list of people that have never responded, right. and I'll send them out another text or an email. Okay. And every once in a while, somebody one of those people will come back in. So, right. I do do that, but it's you know, because because the I'm worst, lazy and disorganized. The,
2: the worst thing that you know, like, so I'm probably less lazy than you. Maybe You're have a, a couple little more automated, right? Uh, you yeah, have some, exactly. You have some a, like system set up. So, Yeah, which because I'm not super competitive. But I would hate for somebody to join somewhere else mm-hmm. because I didn't try. I didn't give that extra try. That would be the thing that would really like. And, oh, sorry, man, you didn't contact me quick enough. Because one of the compliments that, that I get is, I mean, you you were one of the the first schools to contact me. I contact that's what a happened.
1: Bunch. That's how I ended up there.
0: Yeah, I'm usually pretty quick. If somebody, uh, I try to get back to them. Sometimes I'll get a an opt in on my phone, right? And I text them like right away. Right. Like, um, it's funny. I had a an opt in yesterday. So I talk about questions that you shouldn't ask. Yes, this is like uh, very upsetting usually to a martial arts instructor. Is I said, "Hi, this is Tim. Um, would you like to come check out the gym and try a free class?" And he's, The guy responds, "I want to know how much it costs and what the schedule is. Like not even like a hi, hello. Not that, just like okay. I want to know this.
2: Th- that's and that was so going to be one of the questions that I that." that i don't think you should ask and there's going to be very specific reasons of why. course
0: you should ask at a certain point but you shouldn't open with that right because what i said was i was like all right what are you interested in muay thai or jiu-jitsu right he's like i'm interested in both are you interested in this location or that location i'm like okay try ufc gym they're cheaper and that's what i i just left it at that right. and then he responded back he's like oh i'm sorry he's like i didn't mean to come off rude um then then it, then we were able to sort of like set it up but so
2: you used the parazo method of befriending people. It
0: was just, I was like a little bit, like again, it's like rude. If you're going to be rude to me, I'm not going to like bend over. Right, right. So,
2: so you, yeah. So the, that's what I get in a decent amount. Where not a decent amount, but every once in a while, it's like right out of the gate. How much is it? Hey, nice to meet you. Let's kiss first. You, you, right. you know, before we jump, before we jump into bed, because the, people get upset. I had a woman complain to me that, hey, why won't you tell me how much it costs? I go. I will tell you. I'll send you. I'll eventually send you. Some, Why is it so difficult to get prices from martial arts schools and the the business of it? And I think they're right that the the martial arts business guys is that if you've never done martial arts before, the the professional pricing of a martial arts class could be scary if you don't have context. Right. Right. If you haven't taken the class, you haven't seen the gym, you haven't interacted with the owner, you haven't seen what the you know like the level of professionalism it is. Because if you're Comparing it dollar to dollar to Edge Fitness or you know whatever, yeah, we're 15 times more expensive than mm-hmm. your your normal gym membership, but we're also giving you 30 to 40 x what your normal gym memberships gonna oh, yeah, give for you. But sure. yeah. well, that's
1: with anything without yeah. context that people ask. I don't think that people mean to be rude to you guys when they ask those questions yeah. at all. People call me every day and they ask me, "Hey man, how much are one of your drawings?" I. I we would have to sit down or get on the phone and talk about what you're getting because do you need me to do the Sistine Chapel Chapel? (laughs) or are you asking me to design you a logo for $300? But, you know, like if you're looking at this picture, I drew a 50 cent, you need $3,000 to even talk about that. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with you guys. Like it's always going to be better for people to come into the school, have the experience Mm -hmm. like Marco had me come in. I don't know how much this is. We do a trial on it for my son, and I see what it is. And now I'm kind of like sold almost. Yeah. on so I'm like, unless he just tries to hit me over the head with the craziest number I've ever heard in my life, right. I'm in. I'm sold already.
2: And, and that's the thing is that I think, go, going back to what you are saying, is because they, most people don't know what to ask, that's why they'll come out of the gate asking price, mm-hmm. right? So if they don't know what to ask. And, and most of the time, unfortunately, I've seen – and I don't have any hard data on it, is the people that are really strong about asking for price are just really looking for information. Because once I answer the price or schedule question, then I lose contact with them most, mm. most of the time. Right? People We're,
1: are afraid to waste your time as well. So they want to know because if you, t- you know, they want to know. So, they're so like, I, I'm-
2: I have a couple of things. They, they want to know, but also, again, I give them price without class context, right, for a child, they get to hear me talk to the kids, what we talk about, what we do, what we're covering, you know, seeing other parents yeah. there. It's kind of like, well, why does he want blah, blah, blah amount of money? This That's crazy. I could take them to Gymboree and it's this much. Well, it's not the same, you right. know. Uh, so I I do c- kind of similar to you. I don't have staff. I used to have some staff, but I'm kind of running the school as a, like I'm there seven days a week, just about. I have some people that are helping me teach class, you know, Bill Bell. I used to have Shane and Rachel, but they opened up their own school. Congratulations to them. Shout out to Wolf Jiu Jitsu with the killer logo and stickers. um, (laughs) As I look at Devin, (laughs) uh, and I have Bill Bell helping. I have a, a Jen helps with class where she covers classes and teaches for me. I have a couple Mm -hmm. other people that I can lean on, but I, I, much like you, I want to be there when somebody's trying Mm -hmm. their, their, their first class. So, uh, most of the time people are contacting us through the website, right? They're interested in our Maple Shade location or our Delran location. That's the first thing we want to figure out. Uh, then I, so I do both. I, the first thing I do is I send an email and then I follow up the email with a text message. The text message says, Hey, this is Marco. I see you're interested in classes. I sent you an email that explains to you everything, has a schedule on there and some class times where you can come in and take a free lesson. Right, so I like referring them back to one point of contact yeah, as opposed good. to having two. So now I know. All right, they got an email and they they got a a text message pointing out the the email because I think the open rates on text messages like ninety seven percent. Like ninety seven percent of the text messages are open emails. It might uh, you know the numbers are it's way low. Fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. uh, and I use a um, a widget, another uh, widget, uh, an extension on Chrome called If No Reply. Mm. Right, so it's one of the it's one of the few ones that does something like this. That's like fifteen dollars a month. I have a whole series of emails put in, right? First one is uh, I have them broken out. I, so this is the manual part of the process, right? So if somebody opts in on Monday, I click the Monday button, and it gives them the next two days to be able to come in for class. So it offers them a class on Tuesday, Wednesday, right? And then mm-hmm. the class times that we have, it's got the schedule in there, so so forth and so on. Uh, And the reason why this extension is called If No Reply is that it'll send out another email in a couple days if there was no reply, right? And then a week later, another email, and then every week, uh, and then it spans out. Like as it gets further, the the emails are coming less, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, I don't have the hard data with me, but I could tell you that this'll tell me how many of the emails get opened, how many get responded to, so it's also nice to know. And you could see, like it's odd, over the lifetime that I've been using this two years, like emails on Wednesdays get opened less than an email on Friday. Yeah. Right. You you know, like there's data that, that, that we see that whatever. And then as the emails get deeper into the chain, less and less emails are getting opened. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the first email, like 80% say, right. And then the second email, maybe it's 30 and then the next 10. So, so forth and so on. And I think those go on for about 26 to, to 28 weeks. It's at one point, uh, I even forgot that this was in there in the email chain that I offer a free private lesson with me if you respond to the email. Oh, nice! Right, and I had one guy take me up on it. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so out of like the thousands of emails that I sent, and do you have them come in and try the class? Are they in the class or do they do on one? So, so that for that
2: one, it was a it was it, it was an invite to a free private lesson, yeah. right? Typically, if it hasn't gotten that far into the email chain or the email um, the, the autoresponder what I have them do is come into a normal class, mm-hmm. right? So you're coming into, uh, either mixed level and, or beginner, preferably beginner class, mm-hmm. right? I have, I, I'm just, just the way I, I like things Monday through Friday, I have a beginner class every day at six 15. Mm-hmm. So all of my students know every, any, I could show up any day, six fifteen. I could take a beginner class, be it Muay Thai, be it, be it Jiu Jitsu. And that's going to be changing a little bit, but, uh, and I, I'll invite them to, that, to those times, but then I'll also invite them to the mixed or what we call all, all, all levels jiu Jitsu classes which are on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at a, like in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I explain to people that, hey, this is this isn't taught for the beginner, but you're here because afternoon classes could be open to you, blah 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 th- th- this, that and the other. But most people, if they don't have jobs that uh, preclude them from coming at night, then they'll come to the nighttime, to the, the, the beginner classes. So if they haven't asked about price yet, uh, we set them up. I have uh, a Google calendar that is connected, that says NJMA intros, right? And then on that Google calendar, it's connected to another, it's like an app or whatever called uh, appointment reminder that I put the person's first name in and I put their email address, not their their phone number in. And then the morning of the appointment, the uh the app pings the calendar and it says, oh, I have to text this person to remind them what time the the intro lesson is. Right. So then they get a text saying, hey, don't forget you have an intro lesson in New Jersey martial arts. It gives them the address, gives them the time. Uh please respond yes if you're coming. So then I get, you know, yeah. th- he's, again automated con- you know confirmation. I, I just have to stay on top of updating the calendar when I when yeah. I set the set the appointment. They come in and they take the class. And since we both we do both Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Muay Thai for the adults, and this is all adult centered right now. Yeah. Uh, if they if their first class was Brazilian Jiu Jitsu during the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class, I'll come up and talk to them, so they're jumping right into a class, mm-hmm. and we'll have somebody uh, buddy up with them, a senior student yeah. that'll kind of like help them through the warm up and be their their training partner during the class, so that um, I know that they're dealing with somebody that's friendly but also. Uh, isn't going to hurt them, beat them up too bad, make it a good, good experience. Too right? bad.
0: Beat them too, up a too little bad, bit just too, bad. too just,
2: bad. Yeah. yeah, Just enough where they see <laughs> the, the validity of what we're doing. So th- before they leave, I say, Hey, uh, I would love to sit down with you and talk, you know, price and schedule and all that other stuff. But I said, it's mandatory that you come back and take a second class. Mm-hmm. Well, I was only re- really interested in jujitsu. I get it, but I just want you to try a Muay Thai class, right? I want you to try a Muay Thai class because I really feel like as a martial arts instructor that, um, you should be well-rounded, right? And if you have the time, learning both as you start is the smart way to go, right? Being able to punch and kick, being able to grapple—man, you you really become a complete martial martial artist. And now I do that for a couple reasons, right? So it's e- it's way easier to get somebody in the first time, right? It's not so easy to get them to come back the second time. So them coming back the second time really shows me
1: they're le- really about it.
2: They're they're really about it. Yeah. It's a level. It's a level of commitment, and they're. And they want to come back to us, Mm -hmm. right? So from that standpoint, like that's been the best change that we've made as a school from years ago where we would do like a a private one-to-one lesson, right? Like like separate from class. So while I'm telling them that that I'm going to be scheduling their next class, I also tell them, hey, when you come back, uh, we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about schedule. Uh, and I'm also gonna talk. Uh, I'm also gonna offer you a discount for joining after your second class. So I, I let them know that a, a di- you get di- a discount for joining after the second class. Uh, but I'm also letting them know that at one point I'm going to be asking you for money. So let's not make it weird, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, weird on my part or weird on your part. Also, so that just makes it easy that we. He knows that there's going to be some business attended to, or she knows some business attended to after class, and that there's going to be paperwork signed you know so so forth and so on and uh you know we they come in and i do you know if if they come back to that second class and i don't have the hard numbers but I'm, I'm pretty accurate that 85 to 90% of the people that come back for the second class join yeah the 10% that don't has always been because it it just wound up being too expensive for them right now how many people stay we know what the numbers are with all you know like the attrition rates and all that all that other stuff but uh, from from that standpoint, that's the process that that you go through at my school, and especially because I'm the one that's doing just about everything. I'm signing people up. I'm you know like I'm not teaching the beginner class, but I have guys teaching for me. That's that's great. And the, so most of the time when I have to sign people up, it's during the advanced class. Mm-hmm. So I'm already I've already let my students know when I have to sign somebody up. The senior, one of the senior students, is going to be called upon. I says the guys are like shark teeth. Who's up next, right? To start class and to run class, and this is what we're working on. I go because this is the pivotal part to what we do. If I can't sign them up, Mm -hmm. right, like it's you know, and also if I can't rely on you to run class, like then I'm not going to be able to sign them up. If I don't sign them up, I'm not going to be able to teach a class. So you know, there is kind of an abridged version of how a beginner gets contacted. And like I said, what I like about if no reply is that. It just keeps sending the email, and it stops when when they reply, right? So they're not getting bombarded. Once I've had an interaction, then the interaction becomes personal, right? If I haven't gotten an interaction, the interaction is automated, right? And we're small enough. You know, I'm looking at us like we're boutiques, Mm -hmm. right? If we're a true boutique, then you can get that more one-to-one attention.
0: Yeah, I just like to make sure I meet people because I want to judge whether or not I want them there, too. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? every once in a while there'll be a guy comes in with just like a shitty attitude that right. like you said the guy's like how many footers you got
2: right a right, right, like, right, guy right. like that it's like you know. or the weird guy with the mouthpiece i'm just like yeah i'm not sending you a schedule and The, uh, you know the other thing i did has been that's been helpful
0: is what if he's listening to this what if he, I, I mean, you tell him about the podcast i did so
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i mean the, the guy was weird i'm sorry and he's like a doctor too which is
0: so he, he knows exactly Yeah, yeah you yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about yeah. him now. Oh, he's like a psychiatrist. Those people are crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Just no, I know. Yeah. So, uh, and I tried to connect with the guy. I said, man, a really good friend of mine does. T- oh, yeah? I was like, nothing, man. It was like, it was like I was talking to somebody in Mindhunter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, like that's how we do it. But so the reason why I do do it this way now to set them up to come in during a class time was one of the big um, rebuttals, or what's the what's the word I'm looking for when people don't want to buy the uh, anyway rejections? Rejections, yeah. So one objections of the, objections. So one of their objections was if we set them up for a time, say at four o'clock, that was convenient for them to come in, and they love it. Well, the class is at six fifteen. I can't make six fifteen, yeah. right? So I'm pre-qualifying you by having you come in during a class time, knowing that or you've already made it to two. Yeah, you've
1: already shown me you can
2: make it. You could already show me you can make it. Now, the, the other problem we were, we were running up against sometimes is the, an excuse that people would, all, would say prior uh, would be, oh, I didn't bring my wallet. Really? And I'd be like, I'm in a full-grown adult. I'm always walking around with my wallet and my ID and all, all that other stuff. But because now I tell them that I'm going to be offering them a discount, I have had zero people use that excuse mm. that they don't have their wallet where before people would say, oh, I didn't bring my wallet with me.
0: Yeah, I mean, if somebody says that, they're probably most likely they're lying. Yeah, well, I, they're just. Not, I agree. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean?
2: yeah. It's just like, but but I have like, so people stop saying that. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of you know you're 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 blocking off that yeah. objection in the in the beginning, so yeah, don't be weird, right? Don't
0: ask. We got enough weirdos.
2: Yes, yes, we do. The people that stick <laughs> are the are the weird ones. So yeah, if you're a beginner and you're looking to get into the martial arts, so every school has its own process of how they. Uh, enroll a student and kind of just give yourself to it and let let it happen mm-hmm. and then make your decision based on that you feel comfortable i think and you like what they're teaching right tim word <laughs> word word <laughs> word is bond so now you've joined and you're a white belt mm-hmm. devin, what's your experience been it's kind of like somebody so you know I, I wanted to ask you this question because you were taking kind of your what was your buddy's name <laughs> no, you trying to no 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 <laughs> no no right, no not right. even a little bit no okay. no 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 no. All right, Your but, bo- you, you well, I forget. I'm just, my truly, boy's name is Sharon Townsend. All oh, right, so he was giving you basically private lessons here. Yes, right. So and jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's okay. a he's a blue belt. I think he wrestled. Yeah. So he was like dude. he was
1: like a he's basically a superstar wrestler. Okay. Great at that. He's also does he's built like
2: Brazil. a gr- built like a Greek god. Like you see yeah, pictures of the
1: kid. He's he's know. like an action figure. Yeah. yeah. Marco knows he's pretty strong, dude. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, strong yeah, good, good shape, good, yeah. good, you know, good solid jujitsu. And and he does jujitsu. Um he doesn't he doesn't care about fighting though, which is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like he models and like wants to be an actor and model. He he really just he's very lazy with the fighting <laughs> part. Like right. he just yeah. doesn't want to do it. Um but he was you know, he was training me and pretty much he whooping my ass. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? So so
2: for you, what's been the difference now that you've come to kind of like an, like a school of art, my school, right. And taking organized classes and having access to like open mats versus getting private lessons from a, you know, like a talented, but still a blue belt.
1: Um, it's a big difference because one is no gauge of, I don't get to see two other people, doing the moves right Mm -hmm. so that's the first part yeah so there's times where he's trying to show me something but i can't see from any other angle where he's putting his legs why is working why is the choke working on me but i can't get it on him he can't see it either so he might have to have it filmed or he's trying to explain to me you need to drop your knee you need to drop you switch your hip but it's different when you're in a class with other people also It helps um, being involved in a class knowing your place, Mm -hmm. knowing where you are. If you're the dude off the street and you've been fighting on the street, you could go undefeated, 300 fights. Go in this, motherfucker. Totally different story. And then you can see the growth of getting killed to surviving Mm -hmm. to – being at a stalemate with people Mm -hmm. to getting some submissions. And and it's like, holy shit. Like I'm literally watching certain things work and it's mind blowing every time, even up to uh, the lesson the other day, when you're showing us how to frame people off, you know, I'm making sure that when we're on our backs before they even get it, don't let them get the chest to chest Mm -hmm. and how much having that little bit of separation with bumping your hips and pushing them off how much easier that made it. And it's like, oh, this actually works. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So it's been a super great experience. So I've been like completely, I, I wish I could just stop recording podcasts, stop drawing, <laughs> stop doing everything, and just live in the gym. It's funny,
0: like you talk about, like so he's a blue belt and he's showing you move. Like you said, so a lot of times with a private lesson, it can be tougher because exactly like you said, he can't see you doing it and you can't see him doing it. Right. But also as a blue belt, When you're a black belt, you can, you understand each technique more as a blue belt. He might know how to do a guillotine choke, the basics of it, but he doesn't know how to fix a guillotine choke if somebody's doing it wrong. You know? Um, so like, I forget who said, there's a joke. He said to be a second grade teacher, you only have to be smarter than a second grader. You know, Mm -hmm. same thing to teach somebody that doesn't know anything. You just have to know one thing more than they do, but it doesn't mean that you know enough to explain it or get them better at it. Right. You know? Um, so that's another reason why it's good to uh be in a class where you have different levels. You have raw beginners, somewhat better people, super advanced people, and they can all you can all see how everybody kind of stacks up against each other and what happens.
1: Right. What um, would 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 be very interesting and I know that it would be a complete difference is if me and him went. Yeah. Today. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I know, (laughs) like like, I know it'll be a difference because, um, I can see the growth with the people that I'm working with now every day. And when I'm in there, I kind of like seek out getting beat up. You know, like it's like certain people in there that I just like. He kills me every time. Come on, let's go. Yeah, you get
0: like you have a bunch of challenges you can like attack and like try to make progress on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: and and the, usually, and nothing against blue belts because I think we were all teaching, or you and I were both teaching as as blue belts. But is that blue belts want to show you the stuff that they think is cool most of the time? Yeah, n- not the stuff that you need to build your foundation, right? Right, where where I'm, when Tim or I or or a professional martial arts school, jujitsu, be a Muay Thai, you know, the very first thing we got to do is build your foundation, right? If we can if we can give you a foundation, right. then all that cool. You know the spinning takedowns and all that other stuff make way more sense because when they fail, you have things to fall back to. Yeah, yeah and- like
1: even looking at that, it's just like, listen, man, the stuff that I was doing on, I'm not going to get that off on any person. Especially like you said, class. the uh,
0: just learning to keep something in between you and the guy's chest when he's passing your guard. is some that is way more important than. You know, him teaching you how to do a barren bolo or, or right. like any kind of crazy like technique a, like that bl- he might want to show you. A,
2: a blue belt thinks that, uh, like teaching, again, and not beating up blue belts, but just kind of saying the progress that you make from blue to black is that, man, I you know, like a, a technique is complicated because it's got a lot of steps, right? Well, we we did a class where it was just pinning people to the floor, right? That's not, co- that's not a complicated, there's not a lot of complicated steps there, but we were like as a black belt, I'm able to break it down and now not that it's becoming complicated, but you're now you're seeing, oh wow, there's so many different parts that make I mean, this it was work.
1: definitely com- it was complicated. You know, he sell that to my butthole, man. I had <laughs> to go through a lot. Like but, I had a hard night's sleep last night.
2: Um, just so that we understand, nothing directly happened to Devin's butthole during not class. Not in the class. Not in class. we believe that Devin's explosive e- escapes have blown out his butthole and, <laughs> and giving him uh hemorrhoids
0: so um this is a a good thing for beginners because you hear it all the time in jiu-jitsu is like try to focus on not using strength which is somewhat silly because you always want to use you want to use the correct amount of strength right but if you use too much you can blow out your butthole and develop, yes. hem- and develop Clear, hemorrhoids. Clearly. <laughs> so like you said, you want to see what would happen with you and this guy today. Today, you might not want to roll with him because of your, Cause, your situation. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no, uh, no, uh, no, maybe no. Maybe
1: not today. Not, 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 no, no. Like, after not the today. preparation
2: H kicks in. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I thought I had colon cancer or something. <laughs> 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 Reading stuff on the web. So just so
0: everybody's aware, hemorrhoids can be caused by strain, a straining, exerting intense force, whether right. it be lifting weights or bench pressing somebody off you um right and, and trying devin, to hold your guard too tight
2: so and devin will do stuff in training against like so he's going up against chris uh who owns primal nutrition big chris mm-hmm. the the guy the 10th planet guy and chris is big strong and he's been doing he's an njma digital, guy he, now he's njma but he used to be 10th planet i'm trying to squeeze a lot of the 10th planet out of him <laughs>
0: right <laughs> yeah interesting thing about 10th planet you know how they took one of the planets off the list a couple years ago yeah i think. Yeah. It, Wait, possibly Uranus. Pluto. Hey-oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was,
2: that <laughs> was good. <laughs> so they,
0: they removed Pluto, but so now there's only nine planets. So now they're the true 10th planet. No,
1: because it would be Pluto. Yeah, the ninth planet would now be yeah. what? Naboor. So, now so, what
0: are, they'd have so to re- I think they would have to... Go through a, to, a rebrand? It should I think it should be 11th planet now. But there's only nine. There's only nine, but then... Uh, 10th planet i think what was it your your dad was into it the nephilim, N- uh, nephilim yeah. what was yeah, the yeah. planet
2: the anunnaki the nibiru, is nibiru. nibiru. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, nibiru yeah, yeah.
0: so nibiru now would be the ninth. Yeah. the 11th no because ninth would be pluto if you're gonna like include other
2: you know how many beginners we've lost on the whole idea of what <laughs> hey, man. 10th 11th nibiru the anunnaki i thought we were talking about <laughs> we getting
1: blown out. <laughs> All right.
2: so yeah, so we, we you know, we covered that cross-side stuff and just t- watching them them train and coaching the, the class and giving them the ideas that, you know, like Chris was turning away a lot, thinking that that was the better escape and just saying, "No, man, turn in." Turn in gives you the better idea mm-hmm. when when we're here rather than than turning away. But Devin has some escapes that work for him but they work for him because he's able to maximize like kind of his positioning and then be explosive and he's able to to, to reverse people. The problem is, is if his uh, positioning isn't maximized and he does that same explosion, we have flappy butthole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah.
1: It's basically when I feel desperation because I cannot figure out mm-hmm. how to get this person off of me. So now I'm just going to have to like, Burst up, you know what yeah. I'm saying.
2: What's your buddy's name that we're gonna have on the the strength coach? Uh, Joe Zatmary. Joe Zatmary, and that guy looks like a beast or an animal. One of the questions I want to ask him, that's kind of interesting because I watch Devin. And I watch all the students train, but I watch Devin, and he looks like he's exhausted, but he can still always muster the explosion, mm-hmm. right? And anytime I feel like I'm exhausted, I'm like, there's no, there's no explosion left. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've seen guys like that that f- five minutes in, there's this, they, they look. And act the same level of tired as they are an hour in.
0: Yeah, there's and, like a there's definitely a way to train for that. I've heard strength coaches talk about it, um, where you can be still to maintain explosive ability in an exhausted state. So it's like the explosion isn't coming from your muscles; it's coming from like your tendons. Okay. And there's something. There's a way you can sort of train. Oh, that
2: he's, got, called, he's got he's got hell of tendons.
0: I believe it's called the stretch reflex, and your tendons can okay. keep you explosive even when your muscles are completely tired. You're still loose and.
1: And do, do
2: you feel the same way, Devin? Because you look like you're able to muster that explosion. I mean, I'm when-
1: tired after we do like the jog and everything around. <laughs> yeah. Like once we're done our warm up, I feel defeated. You yeah, know there's what I mean? the, there's
0: all different people have different strengths. Like uh, like I'm not explosive, but I can go for I a can, very I, long time.
1: I've never noticed that,
0: <laughs> but I, I can go for a long time. Like I can go forever.
1: I just don't like the idea and I that can, I'm I being be- muscled at the at the moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Like like that's like.
0: Claustrophobia can help you out to a certain extent. It's not jiu-jitsu.
1: claustrophobia it's realizing a truth like going to a school with other people hits you with a cold hard <sighs> truth. Yeah, I walked around for years feeling like invincible. I felt confident when I see a... Like, if I saw you and you look like a menacing dude, Mm -hmm. in my head I'm like, I'll knock him the fuck out. (laughs) That's what I think in my mind. You know what I'm saying?
2: I'm offended because he didn't look at me once and and say anything anything about
1: how... Listen, I'm just saying I would I would think obviously if I would think I could knock him out, I would have thought I could knock out Marco. You,
2: you, uh, hey, hey, look uh, I'm gonna knock him out. Him I might kill.
1: Uh, in my mind. But so so like being in there is really like that's the dopest part about it. It's yeah. just like I run and tell everybody, like, look, man, come down to this place you're going to be blown away. Like, you it's, understand, a, it's like a bunch of
2: nerdy white guys.
1: That it's up, going to like yeah. You got to understand that you're, that's a rare
0: exception. Cause most people, once they're faced with that fact, they never want to confront it again. You know what I mean? Most people don't want to like f- see that about themselves and then be like, Oh, I need to fix this. People be like, that's nah, uh, not nah, because for on.
1: me, it makes me feel like I can be like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah I want to be like that. Yeah. Let's go.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the classic things that happens in jiu-jitsu is like big guy like you comes in feeling invincible, and then there's like a 130 pound like nerd sitting there, and he twists you into a pretzel and like <laughs> chokes you out. And you're like, and you can't do anything about it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that for a lot of people is like an eye opening experience. I,
2: I know it was what what you you stretched your elbow the other day because you picked somebody up out yeah. of a triangle and they transitioned into an arm lock. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like picking somebody up off the floor. Santini. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, like when, when I like when I lifted him up, in my mind I always see what I would want to do. Yeah. That I, obviously I can't, and I that's ain't. bang his head into the right. floor, right? So it's like, okay, well, I can't do that. But I still wasn't prepared or thought yeah. about the arm at all. And next thing you know, yep. and yeah, a couple of it. days I was in pain, man. Speaking
2: of <laughs> speaking of the epitome of nerdy white guy, Santini
1: best conditioned
0: athlete in jiu-jitsu
2: he might be at least in our circle yeah who's better conditioned than he Wh- is who, which guy santini the kid that, that oh, trains yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's he tim was telling me what is like he does basically the same routine after every class
0: it's like seven days a week right it's like it's not the same routine it's just he does a, a, routine. a routine okay of like it's like push-ups kettlebells pull-ups
1: Oh, yeah, I saw them he's once always, yeah. Yeah. Always, yeah. Always, yeah. It's like, like he doesn't get tired doing, in bro? He'll train
0: for like two hours, then he'll do that every day. or he'll but, And sometimes he'll do it before and after. He's but, like, but he's
2: also, what, like 135, 140 pounds? I don't know. Soaking wet. He
0: goes back some, he's and forth. He's between a, you know, 140 he's a, and 160. He's a
2: special needs uh, teacher. Yeah. He teaches kids with special needs. Yeah. Super, like, is clearly good at his job, too, and very well respected. But
0: uh, you wouldn't think. I think he, he might. Have we ever talked about him on the podcast? We have not. I think he's going to be very excited to hear this. Yeah? We were just talking about how Meathead Matt gets mentioned almost every episode.
1: Well, that's another guy that I... Right. Well, he's (laughs) like (laughs) the exact opposite. I look for He's He's
2: also a nerd, but in different ways. He's
1: like a Meathead nerd. Meat For sure. He's literally my... Biggest focus when I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, like, my, like, like I told you guys, like, I'm getting a championship belt. <laughs> <The> day <laughs> first day that I ever in life was to beat that guy, like, because he kills me in there, bro.
2: Yo, he made a guy tap out from crushing him, crushing his sternum with his cup the other day. One of my white
1: belts. Yeah. The When I first came there, he kept suffocating me. With his chest... Just- yeah, he Very would put chest. like his stomach. He would move my head straight, <laughs> and then sit his stomach on his leg. And then it's like I can't breathe till I have to tap out. And I'm like, and then I hear Marco basically saying like, "You, you only a pussy taps out to this type of stuff." And I'm like, "Fuck, man, I can't." Oh, this yeah. is crazy.
2: Yeah. So that, that's some of the stuff that those those realizations that you make that there's a bunch of really tough nerds out there that yeah. are that are doing jujitsu and also, but the other the other thing too is the. The community, and I don't know if there's other communities like jiu-jitsu because I've never been this deep into into a community, but, man, like I know if I needed something, somebody in jiu like I either directly know somebody from mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu martial arts that could help me or a second-degree separation, right? And always willing to help and give a hand and kind of like some of the, literally some of the
0: best people I've ever met. I definitely think it's different than most because of the sort of intimacy that's involved between like, when you have a guy like trying to kill you. Trying to snap your arm yeah, and respects arm. the tap. Right, right. Right. Like you guys are taking each other to the point of like almost death, but you're still compassionate enough to not to try not to hurt each other. Right. That develops a level of trust and sort of like tightness that I think you see that in like wrestling, maybe boxing a little bit, but even though no, a, lot of times, it, a lot of times yes, in boxing, do. they're try they're actually trying to hurt each other. But you
1: know that I mean? thing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. like that instant bond. Yeah. I tried to explain this to my girlfriend like a few days ago. I was like, you know, it's kind of weird. Like I walk into a room, people are wrestling around on the floor. I don't know a guy from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. And then we lock eyes and say, hey, you wanna go? <laughs> and now me and this dude are like sweating all over each other, trying to choke each other. That's you're never in a human. Space like that, right? Except for your girl,
0: right, right, you right. You feel right, what I'm right. saying?
1: So afterwards, it's like, hey, yeah, I know this guy.
0: And how long did it take you to get your girl to do that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, but you know, and there's studies that show that human, as humans, we need touch. Like we need like that touch is something that's necessary. No matter how unmasculine touch might be yeah. to some to some people, like we need it. Right, you, there's there's stories of babies in in uh, communist countries being left in bassinets never to be touched, and you know the way they develop is not good. If, if they
0: develop, a lot of times they just die. Yeah, like they'll die without being touched. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah.
2: So as humans, we need that touch. It's something that I think builds the community. You know, like in either boxing where you're hitting each other and, and grabbing each other, wrestling, judo, j- jiu jitsu. That, like I always say, I always want to hurt people. I never want to injure
1: them. Yeah, and or, even when you're fighting against somebody you don't like. When they put up a good fight, it's an instant respect. If yes. you're a primal person yes. like I am, that I think you guys are, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't like that dude, but he's tough. Yeah, he's right, tough. Right, I, right. like, yeah, like, yeah. like you yeah. know, it's there's,
2: like- a, there's a there's a minimum level of respect you have for the guy. Mm. You might not have to like him, but right. you, you still got that minimum level of respect for his yeah. skill set and his, his ability to fight. And I agree. I think that's uh, yeah. I, like I've never been in any community like that. Yeah, like like jitsu I, I think it's sport.
0: a pretty unique, but I th- I think it exists in. Um, the combat sports in general right you know what i mean um and to a certain like all like team sports have it a little bit i just think that jujitsu is so much more like tight because of because you're trying to actually like kill each other right a lot Uh, of times uh, you know what i mean
2: and and you know like you want to train like and you're
0: getting better with your friends the other thing is you can't you need them to get better like you need people to show up for you and help you get better so my friend
2: is uh, he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu but he's the sports science coordinator for the eagles His name is sean Halls. he trained in my school for a little while right and i was saying oh man you know like football is the ultimate team sport and he goes no no it's not he goes jiu-jitsu is mm. i go what do you mean and he just said the very same thing that you said he's like you know you need your your friends your teammates to show up for you to get better yeah. otherwise
0: you're just not football you can do drills with like somebody throwing a ball to or, you. Or,
2: but it doesn't quite matter who the guy to your mm-hmm. right or to your left is. You still yeah. got, you know, like they're not making you better. You're making you better. I, you know, I guess to a certain degree, it, his love of jiu-jitsu really kind of mm-hmm. shades his uh, idea. But, yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing this, for someone in the NFL yeah. to, to say about jiu-jitsu.
0: Word. is bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had uh, Big Joe did that tournament. How do we say his last name? Zatmary. It's a hell of a lie. Wait, do we know what kind of last name that is? It's Hungarian, actually. Wait, he's your people? Yeah, he's, well, at least part. Um, but Sz is a common. If you ever see Sz in front of a name, okay. that's usually a Hungarian name. All right. It actually, it might just be pronounced S, like Zatmary. Zatmary. But I don't know. All right.
2: So you, I saw that you were throwing. you were like, looks like you're looking to get back into the fight game. What do you mean. Like the videos that you guys put up of you slamming balls and ropes and oh no no no, just
0: just working out I always like to work out he he runs he has a so he has a gym out near me in Chalfont called Lions Den
2: yeah first time I saw it I was like I was like how is Tim open around the corner from the Lions Den
0: well you know what's funny is that he when he was first going to open up he was going to rent a space in the same business building as me okay so he was going to be on the other side in a garage. And I was walking by. I used to walk my dog around there, and I saw like a sign that said Lions Den coming soon. I was like, "Ken Shamrock's coming." I was like, "Some motherfucker's gonna open up a like Ken Shamrock's right. like opening up here." I was so like, you know
2: who the Lions Den is right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah like okay. one of
0: the first MMA schools. Right. Yeah. So I thought I was like, "I'm gonna have to like." Go
2: I'm gonna have to there. fuck I'm somebody I'm <laughs>
0: show video, up. I was like, "How dare they?" Right, um, right. But then I found I was just the strength of Right. Place.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. if you ever if if the the lion like the original Lions Den. If they ever came back on him for any of that. I doubt it. Yeah. Like, who cares at that yeah, point? I don't think Ken
0: Shamrock doing <laughs> no, no, too much. He he's still
2: pissed, pissed about Hoist beating him three um, different times. Or so yeah, two. He
0: did his first tournament. I had a bunch of guys do the tournament. The Fuji. Fuji. Okay. BJJ. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. you have anybody do that? No,
2: nah, not that I know of. I, yeah. we're, we're prepping for pans, so.
0: Yeah, no geese. Yeah. Um,
2: so, so Joe's a white belt, but I haven't, I've met him. Seems like a super nice dude. Everybody says that he's the strongest human being they've ever trained with.
0: Yeah. I like to say he's the... He won like the US National Strongman Championships. Okay. For like, it's like an amateur thing, but he won his weight class in the overall. So I like to tell people that he's strongest, the strongest man- guy in the strongest US. Amateur strongest amateur in America. Strongest guy in the country. Okay. Wow. Um, but uh, so we did a YouTube video um, of me sort of preparing him for his first uh, competition okay. in jiu jitsu. So we went over sort of like strategy for him. Um, and it was great because his first couple matches. Uh, the guys he was going against were like real sloppy and spazzy. So he wasn't really able to like execute fat bodies like good technique. He would, yeah, fat guys. Um, but his finals match was against a guy that was like almost as jacked and big as he was. Okay. And the guy was pretty good. So he, it was like exactly what we went over in the video it was just like snap down, go behind, rear naked choke in like 30 seconds. Right. Um, but we're going to have him on the podcast to talk about what it's like to compete as a beginner at some point. Um, hopefully in the next like week or two. All
1: he'll,
2: right, he'll yeah, that, that would on. definitely be awesome. And then he could tell us about how to prevent hemorrhoids, you know, yeah. the strain of hemorrhoids from training. Yeah, you might want to talk to him because yeah. I
1: think his <laughs> arms are strong enough that he doesn't have to pull <laughs> power <laughs> from his bow. No, nah, this guy he deadlifts like seven hundred pounds. Nah, nothing so to
2: is, be
0: alarmed about. So I'm sure he's. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's had one or two of those.
2: Yeah, because you know, I have some. I I'd, I I'd, I'd, I'd like to ask him about you know kind of high intensity kind of uh, dynamic training and how you know you could do it and prepare for a sport like jiu right mm-hmm. without injuring yourself because the one thing i want to make sure of is that you know if you're if you're training i'm only happy when you get injured if you're getting injured in jujitsu, right. i'm going to be pissed at you if you got injured doing some stupid movement that you shouldn't have been doing or you were doing it wrong
1: right yeah you, you know so. or punching through did you see the guy on the on the internet that's like uses his forearms and p- breaks through uh watermelons no. no he does like a push-up and then when he pushes up, he flips and then bursts through. Full and he keeps smash. doing them in a row. Right. He looks like an animal dog. It looks like <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Watermelons People, don't
0: hit
2: back, is the only
0: problem, yeah,
1: right? But yeah. They're definitely hard to break through. <laughs> it's an interesting technique. I wonder when you, when you would need to do a push up and then throw a. Smash a, a He looks like he would be like in the NFL or something. Oh, really? he, dudes, like, yeah, he just sees the maybe,
2: maybe if Gallagher doesn't have a sledgehammer. You bring so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> so So we're gonna have Joe on, and we have a couple of things that we're working on as a podcast that we're gonna be doing uh, a seminar for our listeners. And uh, Tim and I are both gonna be running it. We don't haven't decided what location, if it'll be at Tim's location or mine, or maybe we'll do one at one Warner and Beach. one at yeah, yeah one, at different one times,
0: at different times and different places. we will do competing ones. See who gets. We'll let the we'll let the people. Well, vote, let the fans decide with their feet. Uh,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I run the website, so we'll. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll have more information coming on that. We'll put up a uh, a page on the Ninja Rob website, and the only way we we want people to listen, we'll give you the page for the seminar on one of the shows, and if you want your friends to come, share the show, mm-hmm. and uh, then send them to the we'll send them to the website, and we'll have them come to the seminar. But that'll be coming in the future a uh, Tim Carpenter, Marco prazo Ninja Rob seminar. And the other thing that we're going to be doing is, uh, once Devin does it for us, is a, is a, is a Ninja Rob sticker that you can, you, we'll send it to you. We'll mail it to you, right? And then we'll do Ninja Rob Nation, right? Hashtag Ninja Rob Nation. And we'll select from your,
0: so like, all the Ninja Rob Nation posts. Whoever does the best. I think we should um, sort of challenge people to put them in interesting places. Yes. Not okay. just, like, on your car or on your book bag or whatever, but, like. You know, at church, slap it on the inside of a Bible or something.
2: Nice, you know. And then we'll, and then whoever we deem has done the coolest or most interesting Ninja Rob Nation uh, sticker sticking up, whatever we want to call it, will right. get to come on and be a co-host with uh with Tim and I.
1: Put it well, on a cop car, and you'll yeah, uh, yeah right? right, yeah. But yeah. Hey,
0: we gotta. I mean, keep, like, so let's say somebody is just insane and they do that, they like run up and slap it on a cop's forehead. I don't necessarily know if we should have that guy on the.
2: Well, we 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 have to deem if that was Ninja Rob worthy. Right. If it if it was, then he gets to go I on it after after, after after he does his time for <laughs> assaulting a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Ninja Rob Nation that'll be the hashtag, the stickers. Once we get a logo, <coughs> Devin, and that we can make stickers out of because I'm dying for some reason to have stickers. Just it's like,
1: not for some reason. It's because he saw <laughs> the stickers that was made. And
2: I'm from- mad because I have that sticker on my laptop, and I don't have my sticker on my laptop. So, so are
1: you
0: going to, um, for your stickers for your school, are you thinking of doing um, a different logo or keeping the, just I, that? You,
2: you know, know? I, I've I've realized that I'm good at some things, and I'm really bad at others. And yeah, we're changing that. Yeah, so I think the sticker will be, like, Deb was going to come up with something for yeah, the for the sticker, fun. and then it'll be hopefully something cool that, because you're an initiated guy if you're getting, you're a friend of ours if you're getting a, right. a, a, an NJMA sticker, so that could be something a little bit more aggressive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got going on today, buddy? Today? Yeah, <laughs> for the podcast, anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, we got uh, NJ's birthday tonight. You going?
2: I'm going to try and make it. I have a new student com- coming in. I'm, I'm not a, I was hoping to avoid it, only because one, I was hoping to make it, and then I saw that it was Indian food, and I was hoping to avoid it. Have you ever had Indian food? I've
0: had. Not I've, never huge, ha- I've never had it.
2: Not a huge fan.
0: What is it? Food. But what, like, what kind of food?
2: Uh, curry. That's a spice. So I don't just know. Eat spices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no beef typically, because uh, the cow is sacred. Yeah. Uh they, have, they have meat though,
0: like chicken and. Goats I think so. Chicken,
2: I, and I know there's uh, some tofu and different spices, samosas, or mimosas. I think it's just samosas.
0: What's a samosa?
2: I think it's a like a pastry like a, a doughy pastry oh, wrap. We got
0: we got a lot of celebrations this week. We got NJ's birthday.
2: Kyle big Kyle's wedding. Do you hear who might be at our table?
0: Who? It's
2: gonna be a grappling who's who. Oh nice. Yeah.
0: Should we bring we'll put our phones, we'll do a undercover <laughs> podcast.
2: I I was thinking about wearing I or maybe it was you or somebody told me I should wear a uh, a, rash a rash guard, guard yeah. I'm gonna wear a shirt.
0: I'll i wear a rash guard. I'll wear one of my rash guards under my shirt. A hellfish? And if
2: and if it comes down
0: it, to it, I'll take it off. Nah. One
1: whatever. of the guys at your school had a uh had a rash guard that was a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, you have one too. I right? have one. Yeah. I used to I don't know where it is. Yeah. Maybe that
2: guy has it. Maybe, I think it's D Wayne. D Wayne has it. So what what else have we got going on today on the podcast? So we got the we got the wedding, we got NJ's birthday.
0: That's not on the podcast. That's oh, okay.
2: this weekend. Okay. Sorry.
0: Uh, no, I don't think we have anything else. We didn't prepare for this one.
2: No, we didn't. But it it felt like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was hey, great. It
0: was a whole hour. So, yeah, yeah.
2: See that? We killed. It. I mean, we're we're like off the cuff kind of dudes,
0: right? For sure. Way <laughs> Man, off. Way off the cuff. Way off
2: the cuff. Right, right <laughs> off the, off the path. Uh, so Ninja Rob seminar. It'll be free for all the listeners. We'll set up a webpage on ninjarob.com. dot com. That's how you'll register. Uh, and the only way you get to come is by registering and there will be a question, uh, that only a listener would know. Right. So if you've listened to the podcast or maybe we'll, we'll it do, like a code word, maybe something dove like bear a, b- 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 dove bear. What is dove bear from? I don't know. You made it up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something I made up that I remember. So we'll have that going. Then, the, the Ninja Rob stickers that we will do Ninja Rob nation. If you want to slap it on uh, as Tim's forehead of cops, forehead, how are you going to get past the brim of the hat?
0: You first you got to get the hat off. So not Bro, Did hat you off. see the video of that cop get her gun taken away and shot? No. Oh man, insane. That was
1: crazy. That's terrible. It looked like that was an insanely scary moment for that woman that you yeah. have to go Because I think what shot. happened
0: was she tried to pull her gun out. He was like attacking her so she was trying to pull her gun out. Right. And Which was actually a mistake from one of the cops I had heard, like, kind of breaking it down. Right. It's like, she should have waited to it. Like, it would have been hard for him to get the gun out of her holster. But Mm -hmm. once she took it out, then he could get a hold of it. She was trying
1: to warn him, too. Like, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. And he literally, like, holds her arm down, takes the gun from her. She gets up And she gets up and, like, she's, like, screaming. And it looked like he just shot her with one shot. Like, he aimed it perfectly. Did he kill her or... Think so? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Wow. And then what? And I think the police—you can't see because there's a bush like yeah. right there. The guy puts his hands up, like like don't shoot me, with holding the gun. But I think they see that he killed that cop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And they got out that car and lit his oh, dumb yeah. ass yeah. up. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, you shoot you shoot at a cop. What do you you know? Like the dude in uh in North Philly. What was that guy's name? Your buddy?
0: I forget his name.
2: Yeah. Anyway, but. That sucks. I mean, were you in class when we were talking about yeah. reholstering? And yeah. There's one of the things that you know police officers always got to understand that there is always a gun at that scene. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it's crazy. You just said that. You yeah. said you're bringing the gun. You're
2: bringing the gun, and most police officers are shot with their own weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know those are those are true hard cold numbers that they're shot with their own weapon. And holsters, especially modern holsters, are designed to not be able to have someone who isn't wearing the holster take it out. But we know that's not true, and it got well, taken no, away from her. I think a lot of one... the
0: times is, a cop pulls it, is in a struggle, and then it's in play. Right. Like, it, like the the thing I had read, the guy was saying, he's like, if she hadn't pulled her gun, he probably wouldn't have been able to do anything with it,
2: or she would but... have been able to put, like, see, reholstering, like we teach you teach the Kimura mm-hmm. off of a gun grab, or mm-hmm. you know, like stuff like that. Now, the New Jersey State Police used to use an interesting gun, the H and K P seven. Right. It had what was called a squeeze grip decocker. So the safety on it, the gun would only fire if you squeezed on yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I forget what this part of the gun is called. But you squeeze on the the where the magazine goes into, and it goes from being in safe mode to not being in safe mode. So plenty of New Jersey cops have had the, the gun taken away, but the guy didn't know that he needed to squeeze his three fingers, not just pull the trigger. Yeah. Where I think Glocks, there's no, there's really no, 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 safety. Yeah, just like no, no real safety. I don't know if it was a Glock or not, but... You know, like they're fumbling around for a safety or whatever, but the P7 was a gun that the New Jersey State Police really believed in for a while. I don't know if they stopped making that gun, but it was something that uh, that t- piece of technology made it harder for them to, um, to, to get shot with their own gun. That sucks, though. Man.
1: Yeah, no, it, was ter- it, was, it was crazy to see. Yeah. Crazy.
2: And they yeah. ki- and they killed the assailant, the, the guy that shot oh, the cop? man, yeah. I don't know the up-
1: backstory. I didn't hear any of
0: the backstory. I just saw I, all I saw was him shoot her or shoot, but she was like behind oh, the bush. Oh, when
1: the cops rolled up, he walks up with his hands like this, but he kinda goes into the bush, but his hands are up. Man, as soon as they get yeah, out yeah. the car, they're all like Who, bah, 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 who, bah, who bah, was bah, filming somebody it? Somebody out of their window at oh, their house. Okay, really. You, like do we know where house. it happened? I'm not sure at yeah.
2: all. I I just kind of curious to check that video because that's probably something important to watch for us as martial arts instructors because mm-hmm. we have plenty of law enforcement just to to work. It looked on. like
1: a domestic because it was like his girl or something was there, yeah. kind of like looked like she was arguing with him. You yeah. talk
2: to cops; domestic disputes are the most violent things that they 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 roll up on.
1: I could see based off of the emotion you argue with your girl. people. See me arguing with my girl; it's like that's the person that gets you the most mad. Yeah. I've seen.
0: Uh, I think it's never a good idea to get in in between couples fighting. Because I've seen tons of times when I was a bouncer, a uh, guy and a girl, even in a physical altercation, and a man would come in to sort of s- to get the guy. They'll jump you. And then the girl would jump yeah. on, the, yes, on, the, on the guy. Yeah, yeah, the absolutely. That would happen almost like 99% of the time. Yeah. The girl is never like, yeah, Thank get you. him away Thank from me. Thank you for me. saving it's me. It's always, <laughs> yeah.
2: don't touch my man.
0: It, yeah. uh, it's crazy.
2: All right, that's it. The The white belt, beginner. Episode of Ninja Rob with some we got
0: hemorrhoid a, talk, hemorrhoid talk, law enforcement.
2: We, Joe Zap Marty coming on to talk legitimate strength, legitimate conditioning, and how one can use it in jujitsu without blowing out their butthole. Mm-hmm. And uh seminar, Ninja Rob seminar series coming up.
0: Coming up, we got to set a date.
2: The Ninja Rob Nation sticker,
0: we got to get those N-NJMA made.
2: NJMA sticker, I got to talk to. I got to talk to my guy. And then go from there. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Tim and I would like to thank our sound engineer and studio owner, Devin Wade, for always doing a great job with with the sound, but also the beautiful facility that we get to use here at SFX Studios. We'd also like to thank Eddie Lynn Who takes and donates his time To the podcast to do all the, uh, the Video editing and everything you see On our social media So really appreciate that from Eddie Lynn And we'd also like to thank our friend Ralphie Darden A.K.A. DJ Major Taylor Who gave us uh, the original music that we used So uh, you're welcome Tim, for And almost
0: you. just as importantly As everybody else that he mentioned We'd like to thank All of our listeners that submitted questions This is the Ninja Rob podcast with marco Pirazzo and tim carpenter the podcast for the true martial artist